Hey everybody, welcome on into a special episode. Uh, I'm gonna put a little asterisk in the coming title. out of nowhere episode. Yeah, so uh, this is a little one off. This isn't an official episode, uh, but this will just be kind of a first reactions, but also a special. We really um, just felt like it, this needs to be addressed. Yeah, it has to have its own little show. So uh, we just saw Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. The uh, Fast and Furious spinoff, uh, the first of, <laughs> I'm sure, many. Um, starring course. Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Jason, Jason Statham. Statham. Two um, legends. Yeah, really two action movie legends already. Um, it also stars Idris Elba as Black Superman, if you've seen the trailer. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> we just got out of the theater. Um, we wanted to do a special episode. We were looking forward to this. We've been talking about it for months, ever since we saw the trailer. Um, if you heard previous episode what episode was that where we talked about the Hobbs and Shaw I feel trailer? like we may have brought this up on multiple occasions couple times. a couple episodes there was one maybe. time in specific it was like my first time seeing it so I uh, <laughs> I kind of went off you a little will, bit I mean, yeah because like you were talking to me about it and you're like this looks ridiculous I was like just, just you wait yeah like, and so when we first saw the trailer for it it was it was a um, it was a uh, normal spy movie yeah Kind of like, oh, it's like generic action. Like, oh, yeah. these guys are, they're after this virus. virus. Yeah, they're after a virus. virus. The bad guy wants the virus. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Of course. Um, and then, like, a minute and a half to two minutes into the trailer, it goes to American Samoa. Yeah. And, Samoa, excuse mm, me. And, or um, however, you, you know. And uh, it, it kind of goes off the rails just a little bit. Holding a helicopter with bare arms. All that kind of good uh, stuff. Grandma sold all the weapons. And it's just... So yeah. we decided we would just do a little episode to react about it. Um, mm -hmm. What did you think of the movie, Alex? Um, I went into this movie... Oh, excuse me. Uh, I'm Isaiah Bryant. With me. Oh, yeah. Is, is Alexander Green. And uh, we... Um, <laughs> we're Filmcast. That's if what we are. If you guys haven't heard the we show before... Um, we're a this weekly discussion podcast. I totally forgot about the intro because I'm so excited to talk <laughs> about this. <laughs> so it's a lot to soak in. Like we've seen a lot of movies. You guys have heard us so far with all these other, but none have had this this reaction. Mm. I don't think. And not to, not to say that it's better than the other, but it's just like wow, holy shit! Like this they is... really did that with this movie. That's really the best thing I can think of. Like yeah. they really went there with this. Like <laughs> they went there. They went for it. <laughs> Um, it's, it's surprisingly good. Yeah, exactly. Like, I it's, went in kind of, we either were going to go into it loving it, or we were going to go into it loving it and then ripping it apart. But right. I feel like we're kind of in a gray area where it's in the middle of, yeah. we love it, and I also have some parts I may want to rip apart, but yeah, not even that bad. There's parts but. I want to rip apart for sure, but then there's, uh, as we were talking in the car on the way back, I, I was telling you, it's like, I can't. I was about like two thirds through the movie, and I couldn't remember the first third of it. It just turned to mush in my brain. As soon as I saw it, it just passed through my system, and I it's forgot it. One of those where it's just like I don't want to compare it to Justice League because it's way better than Justice well, League, yeah, much better. But it is like one of those movies where it's like if you're not like a humongous fan of the Fast Fair franchise, you might probably forget some of the pick. Like I remember him mm. like, talking with his daughter at the diner and all that. Right, but it is somewhat forgettable. Like, yeah, it, it's mostly like establishing these characters for people that haven't seen Fast and the Furious and yep. don't know who Decker or Decker's what's his damn name? Um, uh, um, uh, Decker Shaw, Decker Shaw, and Luke Hobbs, and, and Luke Hobbs. Yeah. Yes. So for people who didn't know who these characters were, the first. I want to say like 30 minutes, really? I honestly, I'm going to go into it. I haven't seen the movie where The Rock and Jason Statham were together in the Fast and Furious franchise. I haven't seen it's that one. It's the last couple. So, I've lost from count, honestly, six, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Fast and Furious 6, I believe, is when Jason Statham comes mm -hmm. into it because they hurt, they killed his brother. Mm -hmm. um, or hurt his brother. He's not even dead. Um, <laughs> but then, because he's such a big bad guy... They bring in uh, Hobbs to help out in Fast 6. I've only seen the first... Reboot? No, I've seen the first three. And then whichever one... Which was the one where they're on a runway at an airport? And the whole fight scene at the end is on a runway. Oh, that one and is... And Michelle Rodriguez's character, I think, dies. But it's like, they think she dies. So she jumps Yeah, in. that one's seven, I believe. 
I saw that one. Because in eight, the, she comes back to life. I haven't seen any of the other ones. I've seen okay. the first three. Right. Uh, Tokyo Drift being my favorite. And then... Um, that was the best one. And then I guess either six or seven, one of the two. Um, so, yeah, so I don't the, I don't know much about the lore, per se, but I went into this just loving it because I love Transporter. I love The Rock. I love the goddamn Scorpion King. Yeah. So, like, I went into it just being like, these are some of my childhood heroes. Right. This is going to be great regardless. I'm going to have at least a little bit of fun with it, even if the movie's trash. Yeah, so. and I, I think I, that was one thing going in. I was like, I'm going to let it wash over me because I was going to enjoy the experience regardless. Like, yeah. I love The Rock. He's charismatic as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Statham, I've loved him since it's forever now. Um Back when he was in that movie with Jet Li, remember that? Transporter? I mean, yeah. Remember that uh, way War? Back when? Yeah, War. War. I mean, even, uh, before, even War. before that one. Um, well, Transporter 1 was before War. No, he was in the Jet Li movie with, uh, I believe it was the one. He was Wait, the partner. Let's the not very forget, though. Let's not forget. Um, that was before he was famous, though. He still had, like, Let's no not forget hair. Jason Statement's origin with um, Guy Ritchie with Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, way, way back Yep, way. and then um, Jason Statement did a really good movie where he did no martial arts whatsoever, and it was called The Bank Job. Mm. That was a really good... So, like, Jason Statement's got chops. He's got acting chops. He's got yeah, action chops. Yeah, yeah, he's chops. fantastic. So, like... Jason Statham, like to close it out, like he has been an action hero. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I think that like both of them being so experienced in action movies, mm-hmm. and I mean The Rock with faking and wrestling and things like that, yep. doing stunt performing, I'll say. Yeah, uh, I think both of their experience in that really helped. Mm-hmm. Um, a big problem in the Fast and Furious series, most of the movies is like the editing is just atrocious, mm-hmm. and it's just like they cut. 15 times for a body slam. Run Diesel's acting. But, yeah, uh, but it's just like, it, it, there's so much, uh, it, it's like minced meat almost. Like, they take like, you know, good ingredients of, oh, all these cars, this nice setting, and they just chop, chop, chop. In this one, I think because Jason Statham can do his own stunts, because The Rock can do his own stunts. And they got their charisma. They yeah, they their... have their charisma. They're able to take a punch. Like, you were able to do a lot longer takes. Mm-hmm. You don't have to cut the action up and replace it with stunt people. And yep. So it really helped. I, I think that was my first thing coming out of the theater, I told you, was that the the action, the stunt coordinating was incredible. Yeah. All the it, action scenes were great. It was... Hand to hand, I mean. I mean, it's not on the same level as John Wick, but it's no. a hair below is as good as coordination fight combat. Yeah. Uh, as a John Wick I movie. mean, I'm assuming, I mean, this is this is one of Universal's top properties this year, so they probably spent top dollar on pretty Besides, much everything. Besides, I guess, Jurassic franchise yeah. on that, but... But I, I mean, they really—it it surprised me. I had—I had a blast with this movie. It really did surprise me. Yeah, I, I mean, all the spy stuff works a mm-hmm. lot, and, and I'm glad that that's most of the movie. I was saying this as we were walking out. Jason Statham doing his detective work, like breaking into an apartment, finding all the hidden cases. He was a Batman type character in that, like. Oh um, yeah, he's very much an espionage agent. Type. But him like finding all the nooks and crannies, knowing all the right spots to pick, it was just like. And not only that, but like the lighting, apparently, like the countertop of the bar and the breakfast table and all that, and the apartment had a glowing light coming out. Remember how it was like oh, a Oh, that's at, right. Kind of like at, at the newly remodeled McDonald's, how there's like weird light tables like, mm-hmm. that you can like interact with. That's what it kind of looked like. But it, uh, it was cool. It like really showed like you have The Rock, who's just an expertise in brute strength, and then you got Jason Stateman, who is like in the finesse, and he's like. Figure out all the things and yeah, it's a it's a it's a nice contrast they mm-hmm. have. Yep, and I think that's probably why. I they mean, in great. in the other movies, uh, in the other in Fast and Furious movies, excuse me, um, they have good they have good chemistry already, and they bantered and they, they a lot. Play, yeah, movies. they played really well off each other in those movies. So it was almost naturally like yeah, it was a great idea to spin mm-hmm. them off. Vin Diesel wasn't too happy about it. Um, him but and I'm, not, I'm not sure if that was like. Like kind of like wrestling, where it's a lot of people suspected that they were just putting on an act, kind of like wrestling, and like to like increase ticket sales. And I would believe either way if it was real or if it was just literally them putting on like a social media show for right to get like a drum up publicity. Well, what's shit. what's the word? The Rock uh, pansy ass or pan, oh yeah uh, candy ass candy ass, ass. yeah. And when I remember when the feud, the feud quotation marks was happening with him and Ben Diesel, like 
he called like Vin Diesel candy ass, something like that, it, while yeah, they were filming. It, it did seem kind of like a wrestling exactly. Promotion. So like, <laughs> it very well could have been real, but I feel like it was literally Vin, kind of like Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler having uh, right. a, a fake feud a little bit. That's I mean, I, I I could see it. Uh, I mean, there there were rumors that they like they had to be. Even in the scenes where they're in scenes where they're together in the movie, they had to be shot separately ah, and composited together that could because be they wouldn't be in the same room together. So I mean, it does. I do. I agree with you. They probably like the producers might have been like, "Hey, you guys can't get along. We can sell that angle." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I mean, it could be both things. It could literally. Be it's both. interesting though because I I do remember reading like the lines that the Rock had called or the discussion the the back and forth they had had. If you read the Rock's social media posts of the time. It feels like The Rock with a microphone in a just ring going at WWE. Because yeah. I mean, let's let's face it, The Rock was the king of the trash talk oh, yeah. era. His of his wrestling. mic skills are almost un, uncomparable. Like he's honestly the father of the trash talk era, as far as I'm concerned, of wrestling. And I'm not even like the biggest. Like, yeah, a few other people, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's one of the founding fathers of that era. So like the fact that he would utilize that same method on social media. Yeah, I mean it, it's. I think but, that's a that's a big part of his success. The mm. Rock is that. Excuse me, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You know he doesn't even go by the Rock Johnson well, not anymore. anymore. It's Dwayne, no, for a while now it's wow. been Dwayne Johnson. Wow. Yeah, he, he's trying to run for president wow. one day, man. He got to clean up the uh, image. Not, not cle- he's definitely running for president one day. He's talked about it. People have asked him. Anyways, we're <laughs> um, not going to get into that. It, it, I think that's it's definitely worked to his benefit. You know, having that, those mic skills, quote mm-hmm. unquote, because like you said, he can promote anything on his Instagram now. I mean, he has like almost his 100 Instagram, million followers. his Facebook, all that are blowing up hard. Like so, like the dude is just he, he just like Kevin Hart. He utilizes. He's so charismatic, and I mean, obviously, I think people can sense. You know, he's a great guy. He's he's a good person to be. He's people. genuine. Like we talked about it coming out of the theater. Like there's, um, you've seen if you've seen the trailer, you know the the final act of the movie more or less takes part in American Samoa. Um, but uh, even in that, like, yeah, that might have been a little shoehorned. We'll talk about that. But he he put like probably a hundred thousand people in work. Yeah, just by as bringing extras. Just by yeah, that. as all the extras. There's a there's like twenty principal cast members. Beautiful in landscape shots. Beautiful, like he he put on his people, and I can't fault him for that. In, yeah. in the movie, and it didn't really from a trailer movie, perspective. Like it, it looks ridiculous. Yeah, in the trailer, I thought it was going to ruin the movie. I thought it was going to be terrible. And when you watch the movie, it still is sort of silly, but at, but when it's yeah. explained in the context, it works so much better. Absolutely, and then the trailer portrays it to be like like yeah. it's it's definitely hokey, but yeah. it's like it's like in the trailer says it's it like oh we have to better. get off the grid, and that that mechanic. It's like, yeah, okay. It's just everything in the movie's explained way better yeah, to make it, it, it work. And uh, I mean, I guess that's that's partially on us for, you know, we should have reserved judgment until we, we saw have. the film. Because the trailer... Uh, because when the silly th- scenes were happening where I thought they were going to be silly, and then they do, I'm not going to spoil it, where they do give explanations of how it's going to work. Oh, okay. Yeah, when I, when I, there, were points, right. there like, were points from the trailer where I was sure I was going to bust out laughing. Yeah. And I did, granted, in parts, um, I bust awesome. out laughing, cause it's, and there were parts that were just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But I didn't, I wasn't laughing in a mocking tone, really, at any point. There wasn't like any we point thought where we were like, going to do. So, yeah. There wasn't any problems with this fucking so fucking stupid. They laughed. We laughed because they wanted us to laugh. Yeah. Not because we were mocking it. And it, it, it kind of made me think of... Um, it, it was very... We talked about it being generic uh, a little bit. And it is. It's like... It's very paint by the numbers. Like uh, Spy Story Gone Bad. And like it's, Get Off the Grid. Yeah. And, you know, say clear your name and blah, blah, blah. If you've seen James Bond, any of them, you know this. Honestly, it's better than the Mission Impossible movies. Well, I wouldn't say that about the recent ones. A lot of the recent ones have been really good. <laughs> that, well, that's where we did because I feel like those bore me a little bit. They're really, uh, I feel like, in contrast to the to the Mission Impossible, the Mission Impossible is really techie. And they kind of explain the tech and mm-hmm. like, like, oh, this does this. And if you do that, you know what I mean? And this one's kind of just like... What do we do? Oh, we got to shoot this guy? All right. Mm. You know, it's it's both sides of the scale. I feel yeah. like. One's really techie and then the other is like explosions mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's at least one or two generic explosions behind your back as you're diving yeah. shots. They had a <laughs> couple like of those. Fireworks. Yeah, like, 
And it was, I mean, not wrong, but it was a little weird for me to bring up Mission Impossible. But, like, Mission Impossible, like you said, does the technical aspect. They don't do the generic explosion behind the back kind of nonsense. Yeah, it's more movie magic type. Mm-hmm. This, this movie was really, like, bringing out, like, I guess the golden and silver age of action stars. Yeah. But with a modern day twist to it and, like, some orig- some originality. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, um... I, I shouldn't say this doesn't have technical aspects because it really does. I mean, it does. Idris Elba is a super soldier, and the main plot is about enhancing mm-hmm. humanity through technology. But much like the Aquaman movie, this really embraces '80s action star cheese. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, really it, it lends to. Uh, I've said before, uh, off mic, I've said it to a bunch of people that uh, The Rock is kind of the new Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's he the can, new Schwarzenegger. The I'm talking about Seagal, prime Schwarzenegger, the new like Seagal, all that. Like, I'm talking about like like. Like Running Man, Terminator, like, like really big. When Arnold was big, big, there was nobody bigger than him. Hell, cast The Rock as a Terminator. That, that's the next step. Trust me. <laughs> Make him a villain. That's the in next a Terminator step. Movie. I guarantee it. And then he's gonna be Black Adam finally. Um, after like ten years. Of yeah, after ten years of saying it, but he looks the same as ten years ago. So yeah, aging like goddamn. But I, I, I just think that he. All of them, really, because I think Idris Elba does a great job in this. You said he was your favorite part, probably? He was my favorite part. Like, all the scenes when they get into the technical aspect of what makes him this, were all my favorite shot, all my favorite scenes. And, and they like, did they're... the uh, inside his contact lenses, mm-hmm. or inside his eyes, you can see the robot vision. All that. Like, where do I sign up to be that guy? Like, that's kind of pain aside, like, I don't care what pain I, like, let me be that dude. Like, right, let me be the super soldier guy. Yeah, so it's like... I get you. I was, and honestly, what's creepy about it is it feels like 20 years from now, all that tech is going to be plausible. Yeah. That's what's weird. And it was very much, uh, I guess we will have to call this the Children of Thanos thing now, where everybody wants to destroy humanity, yeah. because humanity can't make themselves better, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. So yeah, that's that's it. Them to be it's just like after how after the Matrix, how everything started being leather and shooting guns. After Matt Damon and Jason Bourne, it's all hand to hand. Now it's gonna be all everybody wants to destroy everybody with life. monster trucks. Yeah, everybody wants to destroy all the life in the universe with Mad Max cars. Yeah, like, and Mad, Mad Max cars. And there, there. What uh, one thing I want to like bring up, and I know Frank Miller wasn't involved in, but a lot of the Samoan like the cars that were building the chop shop. They all feel like... I was like, man, I feel like I saw that car on Fury Road. I wonder if they're probably the same uh, the same like, company that rented them. And just maybe repainted like them and all that. Like, yeah. Repurposed. Like, like, the Samoan vehicles, they were all monster trucks. They were all, like, old, like, cars just with, like, new axles and Yeah, you know, I, I mean, like, they did use the excuse of, like, um, the Hobbs' family who lives in Samoa, are, uh, they own a chop shop. Yep. So that's why they chop shop is the size of a factory. Yeah, chop shop is like this giant old Samoan factory. So Mm -hmm. they they, I I I was cool with. We're just skipping to the end. Uh, We're jumping around. This this is an this is an intricate story we're telling you about. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. Someone has a virus. They're trying to get the virus. That's it. That's really all. Gotta run from the guy that wants it. Yep. That's it. Um, but it, the chops, it made me feel better about the, uh, the cars with the helicopter. <laughs> That's a scene in the trailer that I laughed hysterically at. I will say um, this though, from the trailer, when he shows him holding the chain in the trailer, it makes it seem like he's holding it way longer. Yeah. But like in the movie, he just attaches it to a thing and that's it. Yeah, so, and like, also I remember in the trailer it makes it seem like uh, they're turning mm-hmm. and he's pulling the helicopter along with them. And mm-hmm. like you said, in the actual movie, he's just connecting. It's a lot it. quicker in the movie. Yeah, and it's like okay, a guy as strong as the Rock theoretically could grab this chain, connect Maybe it for five second. seconds. Yeah, like and make it. So work. I mean, now trailers are usually cut by uh, different companies. They're called trailer houses. They unless you're Tarantino, you're making your own trailer yeah. yeah and so a lot of times they'll just grab oh the most interesting visuals from mm-hmm. a movie because that'll sell the movie mm-hmm. so they could have misconstrued or misled people but I mean either way that's mm-hmm. the marketing was approved so hey uh, but it, it ended up being a lot a lot more believable yeah. Like, oh, yeah, these trucks would have this this extra weight and extra mm. suspension to hold a helicopter down. And, and it's not just the one truck that they show in the trailer. It ends yeah. up being, like, four trucks in mm-hmm. a row. So it's like, okay, this is a little bit more Four bearable. trucks full filled with his family. Yeah, for, it's about family. You know? <laughs> family. It's about We're all family. family. It's just if like you, Star Wars. You're not watching us on YouTube. We're doing Italian hand yeah. family. Uh, and if that's offensive, uh, find another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I think that Jason Statham is 
charismatic as hell, and he can fight his ass off. Like, he's always been a great stunt fighter. He's always mm. been a great martial artist. Yeah, he has. But, like, like I said, the ability to not need cuts, not need a stuntman for his stuff specifically. At his age. Yeah, at his age. Like, because he didn't need a stuntman, it looks so much better on camera. Like, all his actions are so fluid. They're not cutting to anything. Whereas like, The Rock would take a dude out in one or two hits... You got like Jason Statham picking up a toaster and hitting a guy like yeah, five and times he's, in the yeah, head. and he's fighting three guys at once, like two guys behind him. Where one guy has strength, the other one has stamina. Yeah, and like they both kind of like kind of like a Joker and Batman are equal on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Like yeah, one's a smaller guy, but he's tearing house, and the other one's a big guy, and he's tearing house with his like, and they just balancing each other out and cancel each other out. It was, well. uh, I think. Like we said, all the characters in it are really good. Uh, all the actors in it are good. I mean, it's it's a really... All the characters are great, just the story is... We've heard this story gonna... maybe a thousand times. And that, that did make me think of, um, uh, like I was telling you, the sequel. The sequel. I think the sequel is going to be uh, much better. You think uh, we're going to see some fast characters in the Hobbs and Shaw? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Tyrese. That... Uh, yeah, Luda... Tyrese is the one person I was thinking of. Ludacris the hacker. Well, you know? because like... because Tyrese is the guy that they all shit on in the Fast and Furious series. So that they have to bring him in because that's who the Rock. What if on. they brought Bow Wow from Tokyo Drift back? I would love. That. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I would lose my mind. That would be. I was being loud. I apologize, but yeah, but that, that would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine uh, because there's really no other character. They brought back the country dude from from Tokyo Drift already in Fast. Did they bring eight? him back? Yeah, they did. I have to watch. He that gives one. him like a, after Han dies. Han he, died in Tokyo. Jason Drift? Statham kills him. Or yeah, no, the Yakuza kill no, Han. Jason Statham kills Han. So we we are. Here I'm okay. realizing this now, ladies. Hold on, I gotta explain. I gotta explain the Fast and Furious series real so, quick. Jason, Hold on, after the reboot, which is the now. first three movies, right? Yeah. The reboot is the fourth one. It's a soft reboot. It's the same story. So wait, the first three didn't happen. The first three did happen. Okay. The fourth one just is about Paul Walker and Vin Diesel again. Okay. But they're you know they're robbing banks or whatever the fuck they do. Is they're this a prequel to Tokyo Drift? Yes. So the timeline is all fucked up. So, so basically, in Puerto Rico? movie four, five, and six take place before Tokyo Drift. Four, five, and six take place before? Before. So Han's alive in all those yes. motion picture films. Or is it four and five? Yeah, four and five. I'm sorry. So Han was in Puerto Rico? Yes. Or in Cuba, wherever the fuck they are. When they were robbing the gas truck and yes. all? Yes. Wow. So... Uh, four and five, at the very least, it might be six. I can't remember, guys. <laughs> but four and five take place before Tokyo Drift, oh, so Han's alive. Now, in at in five, uh, the Yakuza kills Shaw, Shaw's brother is the villain, right? Yeah. So in, uh, Shaw's brother is played by Luke, uh, the dude that played Dracula, Luke. Uh, oh, um, Luke. I know you're talking about. You no, know I'm talking about he played, Dracula Untold. Yeah, uh, and Luke also, Evans. Luke Evans. That's his mm-hmm. name. Um, so Luke Evans is the villain in five, right? Yeah. Gang beats him up real bad and he's in the hospital. At the end, Jason Statham comes in and he's like, oh, you guys hurt my brother. And he starts going after the crew. So in six, yeah, four, five, and six. Or Yeah, so in six, um, the gang, he's, he's hunting down the gang. All this shit happens, right? Yeah. But in the beginning of it, they cut to the Tokyo streets and the Yakuza does their whole thing with Han and Han's alive in the car, and Jason Statham comes in and kills him. So Jason Statham is working with the Yakuza? No, 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 no. Jason Statham is getting revenge because they hurt his brother. So he's hunting down the Fast and Furious crew, which Han was a member of. I get that. So the only point I'm... I'm sorry, I'm getting the Yakuza did their The Yakuza did their thing, but it didn't kill Han, is my point. What I'm saying is, like, Jason Statham was in Tokyo when yes, Han died. because he was hunting him down. So Jason Statham was being... Um, facilitated by the Yakuza. To... No, it has nothing to do with Yakuza. So he just happened to, like, he was a third party in that Hunting chase? them down, yeah. He was looking for the, he's looking for all the Fast and Furious crew, but he see, found Han first. See, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I get for not watching all the other, like, <laughs> no, because that has some deep lore. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I love Han. Han taught yeah. that poor hillbilly boy how to, how to drift. Like, that poor country bumpkin. Yeah, that simpleton. He taught him how to drift. He did. And 
wow, and my yeah. hero shot and killed him? Like, Jason Statham? Jason Statham came in. He's the one who shot the gasoline leaking from the tank and blew upon him? Yeah, while... and killed him. Good goodness gracious. So, at the oh, beginning, wow. I think it was, myself. It, was in, it was in wow. Fast 6, I believe. Wow. But basically... The gang of Vin Diesel gets a call. Uh huh. And he's like, he's like, yeah, hello. Oh, uh-huh. you know, he can't act. Is that <laughs> and, then, and then he tell, he turns to the crew, he's like, they got Han. <laughs> and Paul, Family. Wa- Paul Walker, <laughs> Paul Walker just gleams the cue and looks at him. He's like, we gotta get him, Dom. And that was the whole. <laughs> <laughs> so basically. At the end of Tokyo Drift, let me get this straight. When that hillbilly boy is DK and he's the king of drifting. Right. And he's about to race Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is there because he knows Han died. Like, yeah. He's, he's on a revenge to, yeah, mission. He's coming to get Han. Yes. So, in Fast... Wow. Wow. You're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> in the You're blowing my mind right now. In wow. the seventh one... Yeah, the seventh the one. The Hillbilly Boy returns. Oh, yes, but in the seventh one, when Shaw like starts to become a good guy because uh-huh. he has to work with the gang. Yeah. Because whatever they oh this guy's even he's it's Venom. Big, it's literally bigger Jaws. Bigger Jaws. It's, it's the whole thing was like they, there's a bigger Jaws, so they have to work with Jaws to take him down. Wow, I didn't know how deep this. I know. Goes. So check it. So in seven, uh, I don't care about the real numbers, you guys. If I get them wrong, yeah, I don't, I don't even care. I'm uh, but and the my point is the story in seven. Hobbs or Shaw starts working with them. That's why in this and in Hobbs and Shaw, they were in, like, "Oh, we've worked in. before." Um, in this and <laughs> um, <laughs> so he, Shaw is forced to work with them, right? Yeah, I'm following. Now, Michelle Rodriguez is evil for a number of reasons. In order to get info on Michelle Rodriguez, Vin Diesel is in Tokyo, and Vin Diesel races the hillbilly bumpkin. That happens off screen, of course. Can't waste that budget. The new money. DK. Yeah. And he's talking to him afterwards, and he gets the information. But that's really it. But the country bumpkin comes back. He looks exactly the same. Dude on age. He's like 20 years older. He, <laughs> he don't looks age. exactly the same. Um, but he was 40 back then, too, so it doesn't matter. Um, wow. It's just, it goes so deep. I just, sorry, I had to go on a little tangent. To no, I mean, honestly, we're not doing, we're, but, we're not formal. Yeah, we're this, just, this gives a shit. This, this movie, don't watch it. You're getting an extra from us. This, movie, this movie's like, going to get a sequel regardless of whether you watch it or I watch it. It, it, it has the rock in it. It's going to make a big well, I, I just, I really didn't know that's how deep the lore went. Yeah, so uh, I, I, did, my mind. I did like that you can kind of go into Hobbs and Shaw and not know any of that nonsense that just came out of my <laughs> mouth for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> and you can kind of enjoy it, you know. I but mean, I know, didn't know it, any of that and I enjoyed it. Yeah, but then knowing all of that kind of makes it, it enhances it a little bit. It makes Shaw, it makes Shaw a little bit more of a... Less sympathetic. In this movie, he was like a really like a good guy. He was an anti-hero. But it's like, this dude's a notorious murderer. He was just a guy that wanted to like not have his sister banged by some muscle meathead. That's really... I like, can, uh, who can't relate? You know what I mean? I mean, I kind of can't relate. But well, like, well, you know what I mean. In general, <laughs> uh, colloquially, who can't relate? But it, 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 it worked as a movie. It, it really did. It worked as a movie, and the more you told me about the lore, it's like... It kind you of know, makes sense. I'm a guy that's got my whole life was like, you know, I don't need to see the Fast and Furious movies. I've seen the first three. I like the first three. I don't need yeah. no more. And now you told me that like that Alabama boy hillbilly, like you know, he only comes back for a scene. I don't want to. I don't want to Japan. You know, like <laughs> he's in the arm. Like I don't want to mislead you. He's only in like one scene. Well, I mean, I like, but no, it's, no, no, a, it's no, a nice little the, continuity. No, thing. I get that he's in one scene. He's not my favorite character. But I like the fact that it all connects to yeah. some degree. Because I was always in the impression that Tokyo Drift was just forgotten. It was kind of like... It kind of was. It was a red-headed stepchild for a it while. It was kind of like Halloween 3, whereas it had nothing to do with Michael Myers. Yeah. But they, that's what I thought Tokyo Drift was. But now that you're telling me that it all connects eventually... Yeah, it 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 was now interesting I to see. have to see the other movies. Uh, I like four a lot actually. Because I love Tokyo Drift. I back. love Tokyo Drift. Um, I liked four. I liked five actually. I, I liked <laughs> I liked four, five, and six. Uh, seven and eight have gotten a little a little strange. Uh, <laughs> I think that's partly because the soul is gone. I mean, Paul Walker. Ever since Paul Walker passed, it's kind of they've been kind of struggling to find like a connective tissue. Yeah. And it was The Rock, but then The Rock is like, "Well, fuck you guys! I'm gonna get my own movie." 
And that's why Vin Diesel hates him. <laughs> he came in and stole his franchise and then came yeah, in and got did. his own spinoff. Vin Diesel used to sell street sharks, ladies and gentlemen. But we'll talk about that some other time. I've seen I, I've seen the craziest videos of Vin Diesel. Like, there's videos of him dancing with an afro Ooh. on YouTube. It's just like, I mean, Maybe. hey, respect the come up, dude. I mean, hey, yeah, exactly. by all means. But We're just a bunch of guys doing a movie podcast. Yeah, like, you know. But it, it, he, it, it definitely came along... Out of nowhere. I didn't expect this movie to be good, as good as it was. It had no right being as good as it was. I went in... I'm a, I didn't say I want to hate it, but I went in expecting a lot worse. Mm. And I came out being like, I had a damn good fucking time. Yeah, it was like, a, it's a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, definitely a popcorn movie. Um, like, Some of two of my favorite action stars as a child. Like, yeah, just let them run around the people. movie together, like... You got the Transporter and you got the Scorpion King in a movie together. And or the Tooth Fairy, if you want to call him that. I like that movie too. I don't like the Tooth Fairy story, but <laughs> I do Gridiron Gang. I do love Mummy Returns, Scorpion King. Uh, even that bad CGI of him crawling on the ceiling. Oh, God. I love all that. Like, I'm yeah, saying, like, I remember that. The Rock was a big deal to me as a child. Oh, yeah. To me to me as well. Especially, like, in my family, The Rock was the Rock was next to Jesus, basically. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, he could do no wrong. He still can't. He's just... Uh, I think... I don't want to say that he carries the movie, because they kind of all do. No, they, like... Jason Statement, The Rock, the... I'm sorry, I don't Vanessa remember. Kirby is... Vanessa Kirby, the sister. Yeah. And Heidi Shaw. Yeah, Heidi Shaw. And um, it's a three. And Idris Elba. All four of them do a great job holding the movie together. Yeah, and it's not it's not by any means that the movie needs holding together. It doesn't, no. But it's very much like... They make it, the movie good. Yeah, these performances are like what makes the movie. And it's weird to see, like, even in a big popcorn movie, it's like it's still character-driven. It's still actor-driven. Yeah. I mean... The big three, I mean, of Idris Elba, Jason Statham, mm-hmm. and Dwayne Johnson, it, that, that's that's the soul of the movie, basically. I mean, both sides, the the movie highlights the rough sides of living on Samoa, and it highlights his rough sides of living in London or wherever the hell it was they were when they're pulling their cons and all. Like, yeah. It shows, like, it just shows, like, it equally portrays both cultures but at the end of the day, they're both a bunch of, like, scheming alpha male kind of guys. Like, yeah. Like, they're very different, but they're also very much the same in a the lot of ways. The sister even tells them, like, that we don't have time for this alpha much. It's like, like, she kind of downs yeah. them both because like, they're both doing the same it's thing. It's like, you guys are both dopes. Like, yeah. she basically tells them, like, and which is awesome because at the end of the movie, like, they're like, uh, you take a hit, I take a hit. I take a hit, you take a hit. And they go, all right, brother. And, like, they handshake. Mm-hmm. And, so... They, like we said before the recording, like this this whole movie's about family, and even before him, uh, before family, <laughs> before I mean, like you got your biological family, and then outside of that, you got the family you make, yeah. and that's really I feel like what this movie was. Interestingly, trying. it was um the emotions didn't come off saccharine, they didn't come off as cheesy. Nope. Like I mean, there were uh, it has all the like the staple moments. There is like, the cheese. Let's yeah, there's forget. all the staple moments of like. The siblings get back together and they hug, or the enemies finally respect each other. And Jason's rivals rather. And Jason's statements doing all the hard work with him, and then he fist bumps one of the Samoan brothers. Yeah, and like that signifies that like he's one of them, and all like there's it's, all that like it, it's the this camaraderie. Movie, this this movie, movie feels right out of the eighties, except yeah. for except for the super soldier stuff. It's just like this is the 80s. even this, the super soldier stuff actually. This whole movie is really just buff camaraderie. Yeah. Buff dudes getting along should be the title of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and one buff dude that don't get along. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I don't was, mind it. I think that... Um, it's a lot of fun. The character arc of kids Hobbs and Shaw... Yeah, definitely definitely a kids-friendly movie, for sure. Um, I think the arc of Hobbs and Shaw as friends, or as rivals turned friends, or, mm-hmm. and, or you know what I mean... Um, rivals I think that turned really, family. Yeah, rivals turned family. It really worked. I think that... It does. Um, Jason Statham has good, uh, he has pretty much good chemistry with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, Let along with Rock, who has good chemistry. Yeah, the, chemistry Rock just radiates everyone. chemistry. Yeah, so, so like, it was it was a nice combination. I think they play really well off each other. The one liners were cheesy as hell, but mm-hmm. still good. <laughs> like I couldn't complain about them. And then you got and should we bring up the cameos? Um, Did we already? No, we won't. We, we won't. won't. We, we will not. There's, there's, a there's couple, two cameos um, that are good. They're very are, good. and I mean. Obviously, this is a, a very big studio movie. It's mm-hmm. a tentpole movie for this summer. Lots um, of... Two of the biggest actors in the world. 
So, I mean, obviously other actors are going to show up. Other You'll people, figure it out. But I think if you do happen to see the movie, it's it's worth it to not have it spoiled. We were totally surprised. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be a quick moment, but no, it's like, oh, okay. They were pretty big, big footnotes. Yeah, like movie. actually had con- like contributing factors and shit. Yeah, definitely. It was interesting. So, I, I don't know, man. I think, am I a Hobbs and Shaw shill now? I liked the I movie. I definitely <laughs> am more than a Fast and Furious fan. I for I, sure I am more, um, like, honestly, if they never made a Fast and Furious movie, I would be okay with it. But if they made a Hobbs yeah. and Shaw 2, if they said we're never making a Hobbs and Shaw 2, I'd be like, oh, that's bullshit. Like, yeah. Make a Hobbs and Shaw 2. Like, and I'm almost certain um, they've already greenlit sequels. I, believe I don't doubt it. I believe we're getting two. But I don't know for certain. Let me try and find it. Um, but like I said, I, I I liked it a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a, a whole slew of them. Like this will be the next the next big franchise, and probably a cameo in one of the movies from like Vin Diesel or like yeah, if he wants to play nice or Michelle Rodriguez or hell, even bring in like Keanu Reeves in one of the movies. Like we'll probably like if if yeah, it continues if it continues, they're probably going to bring every. We'll probably see a Sylvester Stallone. We already got Kurt Russell in the franchise. That's true. And we got a, a what's his name? Pretty Boy Eastwood. Um, oh, the, the uh, Scott Scott Eastwood. Eastwood yeah. yeah. So it's like, I feel like it's only inevitable if the Fast franchise or the Hobbs and Shaw franchise can continue. We're going to get one of these classics thrown in there. Oh, Bruce Willis, maybe. I mean, they'll probably pick somebody really big to be the villain in the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody who, who knows. Hell, Keanu Reeves make Keanu Stone Reeves Cold. Ooh, 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 yeah. yeah. Have The Rock versus Stone Rock Cold again? Stone Cold again, yeah. Yeah. And also, the Stone Cold is country. James Statham is British. Get a nice little interaction <laughs> there. Yeah. yeah. It could work. I, I dig it. It could work. I dig it. <laughs> Let me write these movies for you real quick. Hey, Hollywood, hire us, please. But yeah, I don't need you to. But good, <laughs> uh, it it worked, man. I I'm interested to see where they go from it. Like I said, I think they can they can do more now that they've kind of shown that the formula works. Mm-hmm. Like they had to kind of put it in tone in the terms of generic spy movie, get off the grid, blah blah blah, in order to you know make everybody invest in it. Mm-hmm. And now that it's proved it's going to make a billion dollars, it'll be super successful. Mm-hmm. In sequel, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, no, for so, sure. And I think that'll kind of free up like. Hopefully, The Rock has gotten the Samoan stuff out of his system. Um, it wasn't a huge... It wasn't as big of a of an issue. It wasn't an issue, The really. trailers made it seem the trailers worse made than it, it were. Yeah, trailers. the trailers made it seem like it was a whole thing. And it really was just like The, the Rock, it, he gave all these people jobs, first of mm-hmm. all. And that's the most important to me. That's actually. awesome, yeah. And second of all, it was honoring just his heritage. And it was a short little scene. He got to put his stamp on the movie as like a producer, which I'm mm-hmm. sure that was his part. And that was it. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me yeah. not judge books by covers, even though that's what the covers of books are for. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, man. You liked it? I really did. And like I said at the beginning of the pocket, like I went in kind of wanting to trash it a little bit. Yeah, but, I did too. <laughs> and I honestly, I had a really... It's kind of like that Will Ferrell movie, uh, Land of the Lost. Oh, yeah. I walked out of it just really just... I had a good time. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's I had enjoyable. Fun. Yeah, exactly. It's like, sure, you have the suspend, uh, suspension of disbelief, yada, yeah, yada, absolutely. Yada. But it's just, I walked out, it's like, I can't really tell you why, but I really enjoyed myself. It, I really, I just, I had a good time. I feel like there's there's worse ways to spend two hours. Yeah. Way worse ways. There's, oh, worse, there's worse movies to watch oh, in two hours. Oh, yes. So I, I think it, it, it really accomplished its goal of kind of being... Um, mass mass entertainment but it's still like very uh, it's not a it's not a it's generic in terms of its framing and everything mm-hmm. but it has heart like it's a good little movie one thing that i feel like is trying to come back desperately in this modern day and age of superheroes and all that is with aquaman i mentioned that earlier and all that i feel like 80s action hero cheese mm. is trying really hard to make its break into so like Aquaman did it. Like Aquaman yeah. had that muscle man Dolph Lundgren and cheese to a certain, in it. To a certain extent, Shazam did too. Shazam did too. We're talking too. DC. And this movie, de- like honestly, like the Fast and Furious and Hobbs and Shaw now, and that's one of the few things that's keeping that image alive. Like yeah. of the action. Like I got my the muscles. action movie star. 
Yeah, I got the muscles. I, I mean, got the Rock. Re- I mean, we talked about Keanu being the last action hero on our. But Keanu isn't the muscle buff guy. Yeah, like, he's, he's not. He's, the, the, he's not the last arts. action movie hero. And I think that's that's really the Rock's wheelhouse. Like I said, he's the new Stallone. Mm-hmm. If it were the '80s, it would be Arnold. But or oh, excuse even, me, dare I even say uh, Schwarzenegger. Bruce Lee. He, he's a new Schwarzenegger. It's mm-hmm. my. It's my. Oh. I think that if it were the '80s. The, like this would have been a, an Arnold vehicle. I feel like the '80s is really like choosing the hard way to die in the, the modern 80s days. Is, I mean, it, and it's not gonna die, but I feel like it's no, really the one that's fighting death more than like that genre. I mean, if we're if we're thinking, if we really look at it in the broadest terms, film is only a hundred years old. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, 1920 is like the real real start, and we're about to hit 2020. Mm. It, it's. It's only really been out for a minute compared to music, which has been around for 4,000 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things yeah. like that. So it, it's it's very much like the 80s were the peak of movie that we've seen so far. And I mean, peak of cinema in terms of... Establishing variety, genres. The ter- in terms of dra- uh, variety of genres, in terms of uh, actor-driven vehicles, in terms of directing, in mm-hmm. terms of writing. I mean, we have... Some of the best written films of all time. John Hughes wrote a film in a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have Steven Spielberg movies, which was John the creation Hughes of wrote several Buster. movies. In, like, we have John Carpenter movies. There's so much of a microcosm of film in the 80s. Kubrick. I feel like that's always going to be... Yeah, Stanley Kubrick for sure. Um, if you really want to get technical, Francis Ford Coppola, Brian De Palma, a bunch of people. Um, I, I they think establish what today is in the 70s and 80s. Absolutely. Like, uh, and I think that we, we're not, yeah, of course, Martin. He's he's the one. Um, but I feel like we haven't really seen where film can go and what it can be yet. So I, the 80s is the closest thing we have to like the, the perfect view of mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. You know, where there's everything under the sun you could want. E.T. or mm-hmm. Terminator. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Two completely different things, but they can coexist. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that's why we draw on the 80s so much is because we can kind of look back to that and be like, oh, well, this worked. Terminator yeah. worked back then. We could do Terminator now. Yeah. Which they are. They won't stop. They won't stop until they killed us all. Please stop. Like, <laughs> that's the real robot apocalypse is they make fucking robots. That make they make movies Terminator until movies. they kill us with them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they make digital projections of Terminator every two years. Or play some walkie-talkies like on South Park. Oh, God. But like... But I, I think it's like you said, the eighties won't die, but I don't think they will. Just because Well, I feel like eighties is kind of the peak epitome of what we can uh, like achieve as in style. Yeah. But like we can progress from it, but like the whole like this is Mount Everest and this, and this is where it's gonna start from then on out. Right. Like that's why I feel like the eighties is like Absolutely. We, we reach that peak like of coolness and you can only work from here. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. And instead, we just went and made superhero movies. Which I don't hate. I kind of do. You know. Oh, well. <laughs> what, are we gonna, <laughs> what am I going to do? Change the film industry? Well, well you know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I, I like Tom's and Shaw a lot, man. Um, I had a good time. It's it's like a 7.5, maybe an 8 out of 10. Like, it's so... It's not even bad that it's good. It's just generic that it's good. Like, it's... It's a movie. I've seen the movie before. I had a really good time with it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give you. Um, hmm. I'm gonna give it an eight. Yeah, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Only because the it really knows exactly what it is. And I think uh, we both read reviews where we kind of heard that, where it's like we know what this movie is. You Chris what, Stuckman said you it. Get what you pay for. And a few other reviewers said. It's a movie that knows but damn well what it's going to be. What it is, though, is it, it's it's all the stuff... It's generic in the way that it's all the stuff that works in other movies. Mm-hmm. Just put together in one movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, spy shit works? Cool. Super soldier stuff works? Cool. Muscles ha- work? Muscles cool. work? Cool. Hacking, guns, all that. Just yep. Car chases? Perfect. Uh, that's one thing I want to mention before we close out. Actually, one of two things. Um, the car chases in this... Really good. I'm that's glad, the foundation. I'm glad, and for a minute, that's been missing. Um, yeah. As the story of Fast and Furious movies has kind of expanded, they've kind of gotten away from cars. But this one had a lot of really intricate chases. It kept to its roots. Yeah, um, the, obviously the McLaren and the motorcycle chase is the one featured in the trailers. What was the car chase in St. Louis driving? Uh, McLaren. It was a McLaren. Okay, yes, you just said that. that. Okay. Um, um, so that was one of the best sequences, mm-hmm. uh, where they're kind of going between the semis. And um, the cool thing about Idris Elba's his motorcycle is 
you will see in the trailer, Aegis Elba is obviously a cyborg. He's a super soldier. He's Black a half Superman. human, half super, uh, half like super machine. Right. But when you watch the movie, you get the impression that his motorcycle is an extension of him. Yeah. Like he can literally call it with his mind. In it has a, it has AI of its own. It's self driving. And, and also, it's, it's um, an arm or a leg of himself. Yeah, like, and it also, um, both wheels of the motorcycle can bend 90 degrees. So, like, he can go underneath semis and all yeah, that. Yeah, so he can take sharp turns by the wheel bending and going but around. But the way it's he makes really it bend is just as fluent as you'd make your arms or legs move. Like, yeah, it looks like he's just running around. It's literally another part of his body. I, I like I like that. But I think, and since most of the chases do involve that motorcycle, I think mm-hmm. that was a, a nice way to go. I, I just think that the chases in this... Like you said, they got back to the DNA of the franchise, and they really did it. I mean, Jason Statham is—he uh, worked as a stunt driver, I believe. So yeah. he's actually able to. Jason Statham's been a lot of stunt that. driver, a stunt he's just, man. He's uh, so good. An Olympic swimmer. I'm so glad he's finally getting uh, his shine. Really, he was a—he was a diver as well. Yeah. Uh, with the British Special Forces, just like, um, just like uh, um, Bear Grylls mm. from the Nature Show. But anyways, um, that was the one thing I wanted to mention, the chases, and also the set design. So, set design is underrated. A lot of times, it's like wallpaper. Um, if you, You're you not supposed to notice it is the point. Mm-hmm. But it's what makes everything look so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the actors are one aspect, and then set design, the whole mm-hmm. set they're around, is another. Yeah. Um, every set in this, it did look really generic. It kind of reminded me of like a GTA lock screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can see, yeah. A GTA loading screen, all the, all the wide shots of this. But it looked good. Like the interiors were really like well designed, especially when they were, they were in for fight scenes. indoor building scenes. Yeah, it all looked great. It all looked fantastic, and especially because a lot of them were used mm-hmm. doubled as stunt scenes. They had smashed through the set pretty much. Yeah, it was interesting that they put so many nice looking things, so many visually interesting looking things mm-hmm. into the set, only to have it be destroyed or I, used as a weapon. I know this is totally random, but I feel like I want the filmmakers that made this movie to do a practical, like, suit Ninja Turtles movie oh, a little bit. that'd be really good. Like, and not CGI Turtles, but, like, right, body actual suit. actual actors. I mean, like, the way they constructed this movie is just, like, God, let these guys, like, experiment I, I do bit. want to give credit. Um, Jonathan Sela is the cinematographer. He's a French-Israeli-born, uh, or mm. French-born Israeli, excuse me. Uh-huh. Um, but he is one. Of, he's the same talk for John Wick. So that's wow. probably where that comes that, from. I mean, that explains why the action scenes are so awesome. Uh, he's he's cinematographer for John Wick, the first one. Uh, one of my favorite movies, Midnight Meat Train. Mm. Uh, if you uh, if you guys are into Clyde Barker at all, that's an unmissable. I movie. haven't seen that. Oh, uh, we gotta watch. Vinny, it. I forgot his name. Vinny, the guy. He's in the. Um, Oh Guy yeah, Vinny, uh, Vince Jones. He was Juggernauts. Yeah, he was jugger- on the Juggernaut. He, he was the crazy meat killer guy in that movie. Yeah, right? was he it, not? Yes, he is. Yes. Um, and it has it's a nice little twist. It's a I was movie. a freshman when that movie came. It's a out. Good movie, yeah. but um, Jonathan Saylor, he did a great job. Um, like I said, the set design is incredible. The way everybody's lit is really nice too. I didn't really notice any jarring. Like um, there were a couple times where uh, they did the, the thing of uh, the real close ups. Some green screen shots. Well, green screen, like yeah. Some of the compositing didn't look great. But the, the close-ups, uh, before we go, of uh, Hobbs and Shaw. So basically, whenever they're talking to each other. Not whenever, but a few times when they're talking directly to each other and kind of going back and forth. It's just like each actor looking directly yeah. into the camera. So it's like them facing the audience. But, but that, facing each other. That's just that though, like the rock during his cheat day at the diner. When he's like... Oh, that's right. Teach his daughter to be a decent... Like, his acting... And I know The Rock is a good actor, but his acting in that scene where he's, like, talking to his daughter about being a good person, Mm -hmm. it's like, damn, dude, like, you're... You're not really trying, are you? Like, yeah. And I hate to say that, but that's literally the first ten minutes of the movie. It was a little phoned in. With the scenes with his daughter, he's like, I am your father, I am your people. I am your father, I care about you. And I am your people, and I am this. And it's just like, damn, dude, Like, I feel like you literally just wrote those lines yourself, and you're yeah. phoning it in. But What would The Rock say to his daughter? Oh, I love you, and also I care about you, and also I'm your father. Yeah. And it's like, all right, okay. But other than that, the whole movie carried on really nicely, and the movie's got its cheese, but... It works. It really does. That's and all I can say. Another reason why this movie reminded us of John Wick so much is David Leitch, the same director. Um, uh-huh. one, one of the directors of John Wick. 
Um, so it, it, I it knew the shots of like Jason Statement hitting dudes in the face with a toaster oven. Yeah, it seemed very, uh, very, very like, much. Like, pounding dude's face is like, this looks really good. Okay. It explains it. So this movie, I mean, like we said, they really did spare no expense. Because, I mean, the, one of the screenwriters wrote Mission Impossible Rogue Nation and Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, I don't know. But Chris Morgan also came up with the story. So, um, it's a good movie. Um, the Go Rock, The Rock uh, had top billing for his production company. He was also top billing producer. It so, makes sense. Uh, I'm, I wonder if he was, I'm sure he was the executive producer. He probably shepherded this whole project. It makes sense. Um, it, it's really interesting. I mean, $200 million budget. Um, that ain't shabby. I thought more. Uh, I would have thought more, but we all, we do have to account. Usually uh, the formula is whatever the budget of the film is, you take half to 75% of that. And that's the marketing budget. So they probably spent upwards of three hundred and fifty. Probably. I mean, because this movie did advertise a lot. But so that they, is. So they probably shelled out about four hundred million. But total. that's first Avengers, the first Avengers yeah. level money. Though. Yeah, that, that ain't shabby. Um, I mean, two hundred million. Uh, so if we figure four hundred million total, they'll make a billion dollars. That's that's mostly profit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, they're not really. They're not hurting, but I mean, you could tell you could tell the money was used though. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely the CGI was shoddy in spots, but when isn't it nowadays? So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. We liked the movie a lot. Uh, we just wanted to do a little special episode because we really talked yeah. it up, but we just had to give a reaction. All we can say is the movie's dumb, but go see it. It's yeah, go it's, see it's, it. It's dumb in a good way. It's dumb in all the best ways. Yeah. That, that's our that's a film cast sponsor. They're gonna put it's our stamp dumb on it. In all the dumb best. in the dumb in all the best ways. Go see it. Like you love The Rock, you love Scorpion King, you love I'll Transporter. Say, I'll Go. say if you like The Rock and if you like Transporter, you should see it. Which Everybody how many else, people are aged? Yeah, don't that's like true. Those. Everybody likes those two things. <laughs> all right, go see the movie, guys. Go see know. it. Have some fun. Loosen up a little bit. Loosen up them shoulders. Have a good time. Yeah. Go see this movie. This has been a Filmcast special event. It uh, has. We're going to probably... I don't know. This has just come out. I don't care. doesn't yeah. matter. We're just fucking around. <laughs> yeah, know? just hanging out. Um, we hope you guys like this episode. Uh, <laughs> we previously did our episode about Quentin Tarantino movies. So if you haven't heard that, check it out. That's episode number 14. Mm. we got some big coming for you in episode number 15 coming up next week. But that's really about it. That's it. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. Catch you on the flip, beautiful.